Is this bitch on? It's really getting good. I like it, man. Mm. I like that we have we don't have any shit experiences really. Not yet. Yet. As long as we set the bar high. Mm. All right. It's not gonna be shitty till we do our shitty coffee episode where we get Folgers and MJB and Senka. <laughs> God, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, you talked about that in episode one. I can't wait. I can wait actually. <laughs> we'll make that a summer one. I like it. All right. All right. Episode five. F- what officially five? <laughs> this is the redo. We, so, we redo in episodes. Yeah, I'm laughing for a reason. We uh, we already did episode five, George. Yep. All hour and forty seven minutes of it. I had all kinds of text messages, bro. None of my friends text like me. Thirty, forty people asked me where the episode was. That's a lie. Two people, but <laughs> the internet. But, the internet was crawling with people. But, um, yeah, guys, we had a. Uh, I, honestly, it was it was our best episode to date. We Audio catastrophe. Uh, what a week ago, just over a week ago on a Sunday. <laughs> about a week ago. ago. <laughs> it was all. It was all good. About a week ago. Yep. And um, it crapped out on us, man. We were kind. Of, we were kind of pressed for time, and we didn't really get a chance to review or anything. Nope. Before the next day, and uh, George, you went into post production. What was going on? Oh, it was so terrible. So, we are no longer using Adobe uh, audition. Audition. We auditioned it. Yeah, we auditioned it. It failed. It was horrible. Um, so we've been using Audition for the first. Four episodes. Yeah, first four episodes. This was the first episode where we tried to drop in a guest, and I don't, we don't want to name him yet. Do yeah, we, we'll bring Do we'll, we redo it? Yeah, we're going to redo it. We don't need to let the cat out of the bag yet. So, <clears throat> bought, a, bought a device and ended up not working out. That's a whole other story in itself. So, we uh, start the recording. Everything's going great. Everything sounds good. About... Seven, eight minutes in, audition just dumps. Still says it's recording, but stops capturing anything. And here's the bad part is, and I'm looking at uh, Audio Hijack right now, and it's chugging away. I can see the numbers moving. Yeah. And everything looks good. It still was in the red on uh, audition. Oh, is that my blowing up? He's blowing up. I don't know what's going on. My bad. So, uh, I didn't recognize it till about 10 minutes go by. And then I stop, restart. So I record. Okay. Another seven minutes go by, craps out. Keep in mind, I did all my settings. And then I look later on and I see all of the people online with the exact issue I had. And even crazier is we discussed this earlier when we first started doing the podcast. We have you have this dedicated, you know, solid state hard drive. Yep. An external. So there's no there's no hard memory issues. No. There's no scratch disk issues. No. You know, the, the 
the, the, the hard drive that's running the program versus the hard drive where we're recording the material, two separate places. Yep. And so, I mean, guys, I don't, you know, I'm sorry, but we're going to redo that podcast. Um, it was featuring the, uh, the Black Rifle Hall that George got. Yes. Um, all I can tell you before we kind of redo that is it was a, it was a great podcast. It was. Our guest was awesome. The discussion was fantastic. We're going to recreate it the best we can. The coffee was wonderful, too. And, uh, you know, we'll bring that to you again probably this next week. So we're kind of here on this episode 5.1. Yep. That will be episode five. The, you know, our, our Black Rifle episode will move to six. And, um, I, you know, I hate to be honest, but I'm going to have to be. This is kind of a filler podcast right now. We're kind of George is yeah. out of town for about four days. And um, it's just been, you know, hey, like Dave Chappelle was saying. You know, is that what's going on in the streets? Yep. Taxes? Oh, I was hanging out with Yeezy and Common. Uh, I was doing taxes. Oh, I was in Chi-Town. Yeah, you were, yeah. Cabrini Green? Yeah. That's where Candyman was. Remember Candyman? The movie? Yeah, I remember Candyman the scared. movie. I still won't Bro, say it three times say in, the it in the bathroom. Won't do it. <laughs> won't do it. Man, that movie, have you watched the movie recently? No. I watched it like three years ago. It's terrible. It's got to be terrible. But when it came out. That dude is typecast for the rest of his life oh, as Candyman. Never see him as not being Candyman. I'm trying to think, he was in another horror movie, and I, I obviously I can't remember what it was because I don't think he had a an outstanding career after that because he plays a really good scary dude. Um, but he's, yeah, he's just he was, creepy. That's Candyman for the rest was, of his what life. What was going down in Chicago then? Uh, went out I there know for, you weren't hanging out with Yeezy or no, Common. no. I told him I didn't have time. Oh, okay. So. Uh, no, I went out to Chicago for a wedding uh, between two friends and, uh, you know, kicked it with them probably about three years ago in a fishing trip down in Cabo. Okay. And uh, he popped the question and they was getting married. So I went up there to- He popped the question when? At the fishing trip? No. Like that's when you met them was three that's years when ago. I, that's when we met him. I think he proposed like a year ago, maybe six months ago, something like that. And then, you know, we got to save the date. And I, I don't need much of an excuse to go visit friends out in Chicago. I don't need much of an excuse to go visit friends in Henderson. No, that's a lie. No, yeah. I never go visit you ain't, you ain't never coming out there. No. So the the cool thing is it's not, so technically it's not Chicago. If you head out west, maybe a little uh, northwest, you hit Batavia, St. Charles, Geneva. I looked on a map. Yep. Was it like about 45 minutes to an hour outside? Yeah. Okay. 58-minute ride from the airport. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Uber. That's a shout-out. Uh, so we, we roll out there, and, you know, first time wife ever went out there with me. I go there about once a year, normally during football season, and see how much uh, I can put my liver through with my friends. Do you go to any Chicago Bears games while you're out there? Have not been to a Bears game because I normally go in late October, November, and all my friends are like it's miserable if you're going to go to a game get out here hit that first yeah like he first said, month right get friend. out here get out here in September early October because yeah. um, and I don't know the name of the lake that's right by the stadium but he said when that wind starts whipping isn't that lake uh, Michigan I don't know me neither Got me. Tell we tell where we're from. Yeah, but he said that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell who's paying attention in geography class. Well, and it's a trip that he said the wind starts whipping. He says you don't you don't want to be in this in the certain part of the stands when that wind starts going. One hundred percent. No, you'll die. You know. By the way, I have to I have to look up what lake it is because what happens after we do these podcasts is I get people messaging me and correcting. Oh, good. So they're they're listening. people, People, yeah. They, they, 
I get the text message. I got I got corrected about where Pahrump was located. Remember, you said it was in Nye County. And I was like, are you sure it's not in Clark? Yeah. And then I got, t- I was like, no, I think it's Clark County. And then I got text message a couple days later. Yo, it's in Nye County. Well, I knew it was outside Clark County because yeah, prostitution is not legal so in Clark I, County. So I had to get checked. And then you with your golf comments. Hey, I showed you that, right? You did. I love that. I love that someone, but no, i tell you right my now. My boy Earl was a mean hey. golfer. Him, oh, his dad would come get you, fam. He ain't got nothing on me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. How long you drive? Bro, he looked like Tiger Woods. Hey, he, he, well, never mind. That's racist, George. I, I, I it's Lake Michigan, there. by the way. Just is it Lake Michigan? It's Lake Michigan. All right, well. Uh, so, played golf on Friday, now that you bring up golf. Oh, sorry, I did. Let me tell you right now, and I know no one in that crew, I don't think any of them listen to podcasts, but if they do, me and Grandpa Jose won the tournament. There's about 18 players, and... Uh, Sure enough, we get into the clubhouse. It was best ball, each cart, two people to a cart. And uh, we lost by two. Lost by two. And we, we put up a 79. If you saw this bunch, There's no nobody, nobody beating us. And uh, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. And it was so cold. You would, like I expected totally yeah, to be I'm hammered. But as soon as we come off 18, I expected to be hammered. I think I drank one and a half beer. On the entire trip, uh, for just for the for the golf tournament, for the golf. Okay. It was too cold. So there's a time that is too cold to drink beer. Yes, when you're outdoors and you're golfing and you don't have on a parka and a beanie. I every, everybody in the group. What, what, what makes us holding the beer is the part that's too cold, or what? It's just it's it, the, the wind it makes you cold. The drinking the beer makes you colder. I'll tell you something about Chicago, and this is something that's weird, and the people that live there probably know. The wind goes through your bones oh, out I know, there. I know that wind. I don't because I I normally try to like I said I go about November, but I don't go. It, it's the last time I went this last November. It was ninety two degrees. Yeah. Like, remember? Maybe it's it's like, maybe it was October. It's it, they different. had some kind of heat wave. Literally the week before, it was 72. I left, <clears throat> went back down to the 70s. I went during like the hottest possible week they'd had right. all all fall. It, it Basically, it sounds, now, I've never been to Chicago. That's disclaimer. Mm-hmm. But it sounds pretty similar to New York. Oh, it's crazy. It's just the guy, you, you go in the summer in the 90s, and it's just humid and nasty. But then in the winter... When that wind kicks up, it yeah. blows down the streets, those canyons of buildings, and it just, you turn the corner and you just, it feels like your skin is just peeling into, right off. Into my bones. I'll tell you this, the golf, we were the only people on the golf course. That should tell you how cold it was. All 18 of us, the only players. <laughs> was that like a top. bachelor party of sorts? Is that why? Is that what was going um, down? I think it was just something to do for the wedding, for all the dudes in the wedding okay. party. I got you. But uh, yeah, so rental clubs, <laughs> killed it. Using a driver that you could probably get for five dollars at a garage sale, but Joe hit it up because uh, it had a tour stiff shaft in it, and I'm still a Svelte 39. So I wish I understood these numbers you're giving out right now. Well, I'll tell you, for all those go- for Earl, yo Earl, <laughs> check it out, because I got game with rental clubs. I can't. You know what? I can't wait for the first annual Coffee Talkie Golf Tournament. Tournament. I'm tournament. telling you, that's great. I'll but, uh, drive the cart. No, it was a blast. It was a blast. I had a lot of fun. I have, I have absolute. I, it's funny because all the I knew a good amount of people that attended the wedding just because I've been going out there once a year for like right. ten years, right. twelve years. So 
you know, get to know the crew. Lieutenant Dan, old boy, like all these, all these names. It's I'm yes. not going nowhere with somebody's name, hey. Lieutenant Dan, and the other person's name, old boy. Dude by the way, looks just like Lieutenant Dan. I'm not. I'm not oh, going. Yeah. I'm not going. People got names oh, yeah. like that. We we I, we had a blast. So it's it's always a lot of fun. But yeah, no, I uh, I posted a picture when I was at the Cheese Castle. <clears throat> Went up, visited some friends. I think I saw you Wisconsin. post a picture of something with that. Yep, it was. Uh, Doesn't that sound like it belongs in Wisconsin, not in Chicago? It wasn't Wisconsin. No, oh, we drove. Yeah, we drove up to visit some friends, and we said, oh. "Yo, let's stop at the Cheese Castle." But then y'all went to Wisconsin too. Yeah, we were right. We were close. It was only, I want to say, it was only like a thirty-minute drive. That's not bad, I guess. Then that no. makes sense. The wedding took place in Waukegan, Illinois. Yes, Waukegan, Illinois. I don't know why so, I know that name. It must have been a commercial. It was on TV or be. something. Had to be. D- Laverne and Shirley. I don't cheese know. does not go well with me at this stage in life. So <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's anyway. It, it doesn't do great. So um, visited the Cheese Castle. Awesome store, by the way. If you're if you are doing a uh, like a dinner party or something like that and you need a cheese tray, uh, wine <laughs> shit. Um, if you, you you know those uh, herbal mixes you put olive oil over and dip bread. They had all that shit like wall to wall. Anything you could possibly need as little appetizer pieces, they had it. What about non-appetizer pieces? Just they have an amazing selection of cheese. Period. Yes. All right. Um. Uh, I mean, incredible. I like fine cheeses. Hey, Don't get it twisted. They got. I should have taken more video there. They have any raw raw milk cheese up there? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, when I say that, there's an entire uh, refrigerator well, it's section. The cheese castle, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they it's better tons. be uh, cheese curds. First time I ever had them was uh, about five years ago when I went up there for Schmucklefest. And uh, that's a long story. We'll tell it another time. Uh, had cheese curds for the first time. Yeah. And apparently, cheese curds are squeaky yep. when they're fresh. Yep. As soon as you hit them in the, in the refrigerator, they, they lose the squeak. Yeah. But um, I learned from Wis- Wisconsinians, whatever they're called. <laughs> Wisconians. Wisconians. Um, they pop their cheese curds in the microwave for about 10, 15 seconds. Okay. Soften them up and then eat away. Are we uh, making poutine with that? Poutine? Poutine. Poutine. Yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> I don't like no cheese on mine. No. Uh, that's the man. It's a good poutine. That's Canadian though, isn't it? Yeah. That's, I don't give a damn. Uh, what. So is Drake. But he seems to be light-skinned and accepted. So, I mean, come on. I don't like his use of the N-word. Do you like his new single? Um, nice for what? Go- Celebrating women? Is it? Yeah. Have you not heard that single yet? I haven't. I heard God's plan like a thousand times. No, wouldn't yeah. Not talking about that. No. All right. Never mind. It's good. Check yeah, out the video. I heard it. But anyway, yeah. Cheese Castle dope. I tell you what, they do something different up in Wisconsin too. Um, they have a tavern that opens at eleven. They do a lot of things different in Wisconsin. It, well, in inside the Cheese Castle, they got a tavern, one bartender, and there were. Uh, we call them rocks glasses, eight yeah. ball glasses, whatever. Yeah. He had probably 30 glasses lined up, um, celery salt on the rim, and then Worcestershire and all the little added liquids that you put a in a Bloody moss. Mary. Mm-hmm. Can of V8, vodka, boom. Put it in, put ice in, and they serve it with like a cheese. Like a lot, no, a lager chaser. A little, like a little shot glass. Why would you need a chaser for a Bloody Mary? Tell you why. 
because that salt on the rim, the beer, like it, it's weird. It goes together so well. What if you don't put salt on the rim? Um, maybe the maybe the V eight. A little I guess salty. I've ever had a, a Bloody Mary. I've had a Bloody Mary twice. I don't give a damn. Twice in your whole life? Yeah, I don't oh. care. I don't care. I don't drink tomato juice, and you know oh. what I mean. Like I'm not. It's. I know the the idea behind a Bloody Mary is to cut the hangover because you're introducing right. your body into alcohol again. It's supposed to. Help I didn't it. drink vodka the night before. So. Hair of the dog, you bitch. You better come bourbon. Oh. <laughs> a bourbon Mary. Oh shit! This isn't bourbon. Cut that this out. isn't bourbon talking. We're gonna cut let's, that out. Let's relax. Okay. Beep. <laughs> um. Well, good. I'm so, glad yeah, you made it back. That was my trip. I did. I did. Lots of fun stories, but those probably aren't good for for uh, this family friendly podcast. It's true. It's family friendly. Whose family listens to this? Uh, mine. Yeah, that's probably it then. Although wife was there, so I didn't sure. like. Like she missed anything. She was, she had a killer time. I was worried because normally stuff gets pretty crazy, but it wasn't football season and it was cold. Nobody was, nobody was getting crazy. Too many shenanigans. Nope. Nope. But a lot sounds of, more exciting than my, my weekend. Like I said, I just did my taxes at the end of the week. Yeah, that I sounds my, incredible. I filed my 2016s also, so I did two years. Bang bang, done. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Now you balling? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> no, we got got something called. Oh, look at that! Almost dropped the microphone. You, you did. That? Damn it! We need a camera in here. That was amazing. We got something called dead over here, George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offsetting that dead. Offset. 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 Migos. Um, I was in Philly this weekend. <laughs> you get. <laughs> I went to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> you would drink? I was in Philly for one day. No, you weren't. <laughs> then I got arrested and left. Dude, I, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, everybody saw this one. Uh, <laughs> Black Starbucks. You know what's funny though, and I I could tell you that Starbucks going to catch a lot of heat for this. This is this is an ignorant Starbucks worker. Did you did you see the CEO of Starbucks issued an apology today? I would like to think so. Yes. That if he didn't, boy, that'd have been. That'd I'm been interested his in ass. what this settlement's going to be, and I'm sure it's going to be out of the press and off the records. You think they get? You think they get money? I 100 percent do. For what's the damages? Other than pride. Oh, I'm sure the damages are going to be discrimination right off the bat. But the emotionally are they emotionally distressed? Did you see their faces when they got arrested? The here we go. Yeah. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And call my no, attorney face. That was smart. That that part was smart. They were two real estate agents waiting for a friend for a business meeting. That and they got arrested for sitting in a Starbucks. You know how many times I've been in a Starbucks? When I okay, let me back up a little bit. So when people say, "Hey, let's have a meeting," what are you doing? Me? You want to meet in my office? You want me to come to your office? Oh, just meet me at the Starbucks over here. As much as I, I would oh like. no, hundred percent. I'm like, all right, let me go over to the Starbucks. When I go inside, I, I, it's just maybe it's just me, but I feel like if I'm going to come in, I'm going to use the space and time. I'm going to purchase something. Sure. Whether it's sometimes it's just a bottle of water or a little friggin' snack or I don't some, even know what it is, right? Some cacao chocolate. You know what I'm saying with the nibs. Yep. A little peppermint on the side on during Christmas. Hundred percent. 
<clears throat> that's just what I do. I just feel like that I owe I owe the four dollars and twenty seven cents to sit here for the next hour or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, when I do that though, the amount of people that I see come in, occupy a full table, lay stuff out and have a meeting next to me for that half hour to an hour and then pack up and leave and not purchase one thing. I've seen it. I mean, more times than I can count. Probably almost any time I've been in a think, Starbucks. Think about any University of Phoenix student. Hundred percent. That, that's part of the course. Listen, is to meet I, somewhere. Frequenting coffee, frequenting coffee shops here in Vegas and any city. It's mm-hmm. not just Vegas, but I'm going crazy right now. I know. Whole Foods, the Whole Foods down on Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, I know. There's going. a guy. That <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I already know. He unpacked an iMac. Bowling, like 27 inch iMac. 27 inch iMac on the table, fam. I, I mean, I don't know what he bought. It was Whole Foods. They might have hit him with that. You know, you better buy this organic fair trade cow hoof or something. I don't know what the heck he had to do to it. <laughs> organic cow hoof. I, I've seen people here that uh, in these in coffee shops and in, like, again, anywhere, they will get a coffee and they'll park it for four or five hours. So, I mean, you know, I, look, I don't know what to say. This was poor judgment on the manager's behalf of that Starbucks. Did, to, to say that they were trespassing, though, because that's the excuse, but they were asked to leave because they were trespassing. Oh, I thought they were asked um, about I thought they were asked to. I thought they were told that to be here, you need to purchase something. And they replied, we're waiting on somebody. Oh, no, the officers, the officers asked them to leave. Well, the officers came in basically yeah. legally hit him with a trespass. Oh, yeah. Because the manager said, come remove these people from my store. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. It definitely definitely a, uh, Look. a black eye for Starbucks. <laughs> Look. That's bad. That's just bad. That's pretty bad. Black people drink coffee, too, fam. They do. People don't. Mm, gotta watch it. They do. I don't get it. I, I'm with you. There, there's a lot of. I've been in Starbucks. Well, bro, I've coffee, rarely been in Starbucks because I like coffee. Originated bro. in Ethiopia. All right. They drink coffee over there. Facts. <laughs> am I, yeah, they do. Am I racially appropriating coffee? Basically, yes. Damn. Well, I, mean, I love it. If we really think about it, right? I saw. I saw a piece of artwork today. What was it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't super clever, but it said coffee is an immigrant. I mean, really, it's more of an import because it's not not like the coffee itself right. moved on its own to come over. Yeah, and it wasn't migrate. being forced out. <laughs> right, and the coffee didn't wasn't going through social injustices within its own country. But, um, yeah, coffee originated in Ethiopia, man. That's funny. And here we are, enjoying it. So, I'm... I'm I, I, you you said they're getting turned. I'm just I'm curious what, um, what they what do you think they're owed for wrong? What would you say wrongful? What, what do I think they're owed? Yeah, at that, definitely. Listen, got, at most, what I honestly, if I'm, if I'm gonna be honest with you, what they are owed, it's a meeting with the CEO of Starbucks that issued the apology today. Okay. I wouldn't say that unless I had seen the apology and he said that he was going to meet with the mayor and the police chief and such down in Philly. So I think if that's what the CEO of Starbucks is going to do, if he's going to meet with the mayor and the police chief and the civil rights activists or, you know, the ACLU of Philly, I don't know what he's going to do. 
ultimately what he needs to do is really truly meet with those two individuals. Oh, he should. A hundred percent. Lifetime supply so coffee. They're, oh, no. What? No. A, like a platinum <clears throat> Starbucks card. Anytime they walk in, swipe, done. Would you want Starbucks after that? Well, I don't drink. Would you, if you were in a Nike store and you got kicked out because you didn't buy a pair of shoes yet because you were waiting on somebody, do you want to wear Nikes? Do you want to wear Nikes again, though? You keep naming stuff I don't I know, buy. But I'm just bringing, I'm just trying to set Now, the if they kick me out of an Adidas store, we don't have problems. Because, hey, buy one, get one 50% off. God, here we go. I get that text message. That's why all my shoes are Adidas. Shout out to the outlet malls on Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> so stop. Shut up. Let me get my point out. <laughs> I think they're owed that meeting. I think they're owed sure. a direct po- apology from the manager of the store that made the phone call to have them removed. 100%. Um, this is a, a 100% a case where I don't think that they're owed any apology by the police department whatsoever because the cops really just showed up and did their job. And, and they were removed civilly. Yeah. And with no incident on their behalf or the police officer's behalf at all. You know, it was a total misunderstanding. It was a total jump to conclusion. And it was also a profile or bias situation i think by the management oh yeah at that starbucks 100%. that's what i think they're owed um now we do live in the united states of america litigious and i got a feeling these guys being real estate agents within philly um they probably have some connections with some attorneys, attorneys. and you know i don't know what the quote what the damage is going to be right damage your character you know what's that called when you what is it when, when it's not like, punitive no but like what is it like you know if a gossip story runs about you you say that oh, defamation yeah defamation exactly defamation of character i mean because these guys are all over the news yeah the video of them getting arrested for sitting in a starbucks waiting for a meeting um so that's why i think they're owed yeah no i i definitely agree with a personal apology do i think they should, do i think they should get 20 million dollars for getting kicked out of a starbucks yeah. no not necessarily you're gonna have a lot of people sitting in starbucks next but week if they take that 20 million Let's say they get something to that effect and they donate it to the ACLU or they donate it to, I, I don't know, maybe some type of uh, um, like, like I guess like a counseling or a sociology or a program that, that teaches people to, to, you know, hey, lay off the, the racial bias or the stereotypes or the sex sure. bias. Like it's kind of a management program or just just a program in general for people to really recognize what their biases sure. are towards others. That, I think that would be an awesome move by them. Be something. You know what I mean? I'll I'm not saying right I, I'm telling them hey. what to do with their money. I'm just saying what I think is where I'll it donate where it a go. million. You give me twenty, I'm donating a million. I'm not donating all twenty. Maybe maybe these guys are well off. Maybe they don't need that twenty mil. Hey, I'm about to go sit in a Starbucks tomorrow. I, I, I ain't banging the rest of them. Ain't nobody calling cops they, on me. They come over with a tray and serve you free water. Yep. With damn lemon that, in it. Damn, that beer's dope. You want some water? You want a mayonnaise sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> some aioli? <laughs> some aioli. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, man. So, yeah, man. <laughs> the bulletproof coffee made with mayonnaise. <laughs> um, but, See, heck, no, it's, it's been going on in America for a long time, fam. Yeah. And I, it's know, been I, look, I know we get into some, like, social injustice issues and stuff here. Yeah, but that one is coffee-related? That one is coffee-related. We ticked the box on that one, my friend. I, you know what? Uh, we ticked the box, which we haven't done for, like, about 118 minutes of the rest right. of our material. We have ticked, we ticked zero boxes. We've ticked people off, but we've ticked zero boxes at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I tell you what, I, uh, I had, wifey loves, to any, and she, she's getting in with the coffee game now, 
now that I'm starting to bring home, you know, these bags. Of, I got the bag. Got the bag of whole she bean coffee. No, she she's, it, she's tumbling it, grinding it, and cooking it all herself. Damn. Or brewing it all herself. So, uh, um, I get. I told you went on vacation. Right. Guess who hit the guess? Guess who hit the black rifle? I already know. You told me. Yep. Silencer smooth. That bag is gone. So this podcast is opening up people to the benefits of whole bean coffee. Drink it. My uh, my in laws helped me out with a. I'll buy them seven bags of coffee if they want. You need, to, to, you need to hit him with that five pound bag. Hey, you need I'm to get gonna, that bulk order. Ooh, you know what? You I can think buy I'm the five pounders. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. They absolutely loved the coffee. Yeah. Loved it. Well, that's good. And they, but they tried. Like I've got, I got a pretty good collection going now. Just whatever leftovers we have from doing the shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, loved it. They said, "Wow, that that the you know smooth one was really good." <clears throat> but uh, no, I was I was shocked because. That, that's just awesome. I, I, I think that's what the whole point of this podcast is. Yeah. And I know I say this almost every episode. <laughs> you know, all 100 episodes we've done yep. so far. Yep. I know I say this almost every episode, every episode but, you know, th- again, to reiterate, this podcast is just about coffee ex- exploration from a consumer and enthusiast point of view. Yeah. Um, I know I said it in the beginning, like, hey, not a barista, have no desire to be. But I'm not going to lie. The more I'm kind of researching and I'm drawing up show notes and concepts for future shows, the more I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind like if there was a course offered on learning how to use machines. I like the I like I the tasting like notes the thing. I like the tasting notes thing you talked about. Yeah, we could do like cuppings and things like that. Yeah. And you know it's it's kind of weird because Vegas I mean our coffee scene has exploded I think in the last five years, that's safe to say. Yeah. And it's fantastic, you know, and now it's not comparable to an L.A. or a Seattle or an Austin or anything like that yet. No. But it's exploded. But, you know, when I look at a lot of these um, these other uh, these larger cities, these low these these locales, these metropolitan areas, they have a lot of events um, again, cuppings where you can come in and you can kind of they show you how to do cuppings and tastings yeah. or they hold um, like barista training that you can do uh, on a regular basis. And they have these workshops or these these like training kitchens set up. And so I'd like to see something like that here in Las Vegas because, I mean, it doesn't hurt to know a little more. You would you would have to get the adoption of one of the like a mothership or some latte or or, uh, what's the other one? Like a sunset coffee. Would be a good some, one of the mom and pop or shops or Vesta. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to space, yeah. right? So, like when you talk about coffee shops, the thing. So, as our scene has gotten bigger, who is large enough with square footage and or resources to do that, right? So, if you're going to do a barista training yeah. or a public, you know, cupping and tasting, is your facility big enough? A, yeah. B. What hours are you going to do that at? Is it going to affect business hours? And if it's not going to affect business hours, who's going to take on the task of, all right, I'll run this from 7 p.m. to right. 10 p.m. at night, or I'll do it before we open, and you know, and nobody's going to show up for a 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. shift. I tell you what, if you that. if you if you coupled it with, you know, and like I said, some of the mom and pops would do it because the big chains won't do it. But uh, let's and say, why won't the big chains do it? Let's talk about that for a second, real quick. Why not? Because it's it's open fast people's eyes. Yeah, but it's fast food coffee. 
Yeah, but like if you know, you look at the Starbucks that like I, I say look at the Starbucks, but when you look at Starbucks with their model, they're always trying to introduce something new. They've got their blonde, and then they've got they've got like single origins that they're always trying to push. Yeah, and so I think it's just interesting. They're really they're trying. It's kind of like it's kind of like the big three of beer, right? How they started snapping up the microbreweries. Yeah, started taking. Oh, they did. They weren't worried about them for a while, and you know, in the nineties, I'm not worried about those microbreweries. They can't touch this. And they started and craft beer blew craft up. beer. They started making a dent. Yeah. So they had to snatch them up. And, um, you know, I see some of the larger coffee companies doing the same thing. I think, you know, of course, Starbucks, honestly, they can't be touched. They're the apple no. of Starbucks. Yeah. Um, but that craft industry is huge right now in coffee. I'll tell you what, it's, my, it's delicious. My, my list of roasters just in the United States is insane. And now I'm starting to compile a list of. You know, you're of course, you know, we if you're going to talk coffee, you have to talk about Europe. Um, my list of roasters overseas is growing now. Japan, I'm seeing coffees being roasted in Japan that are available to purchase online. Now, I'm not saying this like that's some amazing discovery, but it's just something that you don't tend to think about when you take a sip of coffee in the morning. You don't no. go, oh, I wonder what they're brewing in Japan today. If you don't, you, what are they roasting? Where are they getting their beans? What, how are their techniques different? We should put that down. Yeah, 100%. I bet you, I bet you, you could plan an event. Get somebody obviously more knowledgeable, a, a barista and coffee. Yeah. I don't know what you call it, a a coffee manier or whatever. <laughs> but uh, bean manier, ca- cafe manier. <laughs> um, but you you put together some like twenty twenty five bucks comes with two twelve ounce bags, and uh, or two or, two or, eight ounce, yeah, or, two, or even smaller. You pick like, two it's out a little, of four. It's like a gift box. Yeah, something just, like that. It's just like a select pool of. Yeah, and, they, and then they taste. pour it up, and and I bet you, I bet you, people would would definitely do that. I, I would, I would hope so. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, this well, is I'm something sorry. I'm interested in. Well, I am. You know, oh, that'd be that'd be badass. Speaking of the baristas, there was a barista Olympics. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. I posted. Was it like do a high jump and don't spill this coffee? Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't know. This was a thing, but apparently. All right, let me click on this. You like this? What is this shit? I can't. Oh, is that pronounce. the first cuss word I used? In the, I've been trying. I've been listening to old episodes. I feel like I need to tone. tone Did it we down cuss a lot in early episodes? I think it's me. This last episode. That's I think, terrible. I think I dropped like you know eight, nine different. Terrible. Terrible. It really kind of depends on how caffeinated I am too. Yeah. Because when you get lit, I'm waiting for that catchphrase. Yo, I am lit right now. <laughs> I'm not too I'm, bro, I'm tired. Okay. I couldn't sleep last night. The wind was blowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I get all anxiety stricken and everything. All right. So let's talk about this. So, um. Oh, go ahead and pronounce who, her name. Uh, uh, the lady no. who won. Hey, that, that girl, the, uh, Aunt, Aunt Ganitska. I'm going to say it's Anjnishka. Rojuska. Rojuska. Maybe it's yeah. Royuska though, because Roy, yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, this know. is on Spreadge.com. Yep, the 2018 London Coffee Masters Champion. Now, this is way above my knowledge level. Yeah, or concept of what is what's even going on over there. She is a four-time national latte art champion, and I, I'm reading this article from start to finish, and I can't help but think of we are drinking samba latte today. We'll get into we are drinking a samba latte, yeah. But it takes me back with me, you, Money T, and I think uh, Gabe was Gabe there that day. I don't think Gabe was. We we'll have, have Gabe on the show. You and know that oh, Gabe yeah. would be a good guest. Oh, he'd be great. <laughs> okay, he would ahead. be great. So 
<laughs> so we for and for whatever reason, I know the first few times we went in there, we got siphons and and all this different uh, siphons of brewing yeah, we method. Yeah, because it was the first thing really in Vegas. Yeah, with the different. The, type, I've like never the, seen that before in my the life. Cold drip, the cold brew tower. Yep. With the slow drip, the siphon was oh, a yeah. big deal at the time. We we're like, oh, what is this? Yeah, it's like it's almost like. Uh, Bottle service, table service, it's exactly but what it was like. No liquor. It's yeah, cool press. So, uh, we order up some lattes, and I shit you not, latte comes out on the on the table, and the look on the barista's face. Hold on, I'm gonna. You I, saw it no, first. You you went up to the counter to get it. I did, and we were sitting about twenty feet away at the table. Yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't hear. I didn't hear what you said. You said something. Yeah, and you walked away, and she made this face with daggers into your back. Yeah, well, I, look, she and, and look, looking back, I know that baristas take pride in their. I mean, obviously, there is a master's champion for latte art, and I I picked up my latte, and it looked like she drew a dick with the the cream. I say, yo, you made me a dong latte <laughs> with the foam. Yeah, a dong latte. And that's when I put two and two together. When you came back and you're like, I asked her if, I, I, when you said something like, yo, I told her it looked like a dong latte. And I was like, George, that's why when you turned around, I thought she was going to hop the counter. Yeah. Hey, I don't, hey, look, but obviously knowing how much pride they take into their foam pouring, I didn't know any better. And uh, yeah, so I think she was, I think she was pretty upset. See? But yeah. You know I think what? you just made it safe for me to cuss on the show right now. Why? You brought you said dick and dong. Oh, well, dong's not a cuss word. That's a safe yeah, version yeah, of it. It's kind of a, it's suggestive. Well, I wish I had a picture In of a it lewd way. so I could back this up and show you. But anyway, yeah, I she think was, if you go on the internet and look up, I found it. I sent you got you uh, you and my T Ling in Slack. Oh, people, people making dong lattes. If you get on the internet and you start to type in, nah, probably not. You know, like penis latte art, it'll it'll auto yeah, it'll auto fill. You'll it'll see it. Like oh, you'll see it. I bet you, uh, Anna Janeska Rojowska Rojuska can can make a dong latte like nobody's business. Well, I'm seeing here like she's like. It's like the coffee triath- triathlon. Yeah. She's oh. blindfolded doing a cupping test. Yep. And then what's she's correctly reordered. Like, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Have you ever seen Bartender Olympics? Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Because oh, yeah. I'm seeing here they're having to do, like, the orders come in and then they have to do creative drinks and they're judged on technique and flavor and, like, original cocktails. Look at this. I, what? So, Rojuska's? Or Royuska winning drink was a take on a gin and tonic using gin, a tonic syrup consisting of the zest of lime, orange, and grapefruit, brown sugar, quinine aromatics, and cold water, and 150 milliliter pour over of her Ugandan coffee from the Mazungu Project and roasted by Gardelli Specialty Coffees. Okay, that was one sentence. I don't know how I read it. Oh. I would never think to pair gin and coffee. But it must be she won, bro. Like it must be delicious. You're you're gonna see this link in the show notes. And when you see this drink, uh, it does not look appetizing. It looks like freshly freshly uh, shredded carrot juice. You know, I, I don't think it looks. I would drink it. I'm not saying. Uh, look, I, I used to drink gin and tonics back in the day. I can't drink them anymore. Yeah, I'm color profiling get, this I drink. Get, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at Did all. Did you just call the cops to kick the drink out? Yep. Arrest that shit because I don't like the way it looks. Oh, 
You gotta, this has gotta open your mind. Nah, I'm good. She won 5,000 pounds. She did, what is that? Like six, 7,000 US. Are they still kicking our butt on the, what are pounds to whatever? So. I think so. So, hey, good for her. That's, uh, that's a grip. I would, hey, I'd like her to come over to America. Hey, by the way, 5,000 pounds is $7,118.65 American. We're exchanging. I know. I got a, I got a British guy here in the office with me. I'd be knowing. I'd be knowing. Pound for pound. <laughs> pound for pound. All right, so today, so, the coffee. Yes. They, they got us through this first, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but, um, Again, to be transparent, this was kind of an impromptu. We got to get something out there episode. Yep. Um, I, I really am still kind of saddened about what happened with last week's podcast because it was kind of the start of, of uh, you know, our, our guest series and everything. But anyways, um, George swung by Samba Latte over here in Southwest Vegas and picked up a Fazenda Guariroba. I wish I could pronounce that. Yep. Uh, it's from Brazil. The region is Minas Gerais. That makes me think Minas Tirith from uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm. You don't don't remember that? No, but I like those movies. I love those movies. Variety, yellow, katak, I can't can't pronounce that. There's a lot of of fancy words going on with this coffee. There's a lot of fancy words. But here's what it says. Tasting notes. Jasmine, red currant, soft brown sugar, and whiny. I don't taste any of those. <laughs> the beans were pretty light roast. Oh yeah, no, it's not. There, there is no bitter taste to this one. But here's, you, you said it when you smelled it. I right when it came out, right freshly brewed. Mm-hmm. I got that hit of like berries or fruit yeah. or something. But as the coffee cooled, mint. Really? And I don't, I don't chew gum, so it's not like I got, it's not like I got gum or or something else. But I, I swear it's like a hint of mint when it, when you, once it started cooling off. Now, smelling the beans out of the bag, it's almost peanut buttery. Okay. If I had to. It's almost like a peanut butter cup. It smells peanut buttery and chocolatey. Let me hit this. Hit that, hit that. U5-0? I can feel it. <laughs> You gotta be, you gotta be Ooh, you over thirty five to know that. I do, I do smell that. It does smell like a peanut butter cup, right? Yeah. Um, as far as the tasting notes, what I'm getting, it tasted, it tasted like a uh, kind of a. It, it's a little herbal to me. No, that's that's, that's definitely some fruit overtones. I think more importantly, what what it smells like in the cup. It almost smells like a cereal with like a dried fruit in it, like a special K with strawberries. God, I haven't had cereal that in extent. forever. Me neither. That's when, like that's my memory trying to serve serve that information what, up. What is a red currant? Again, I think currants are similar to raisins. Hmm. But I'd have to look up what a red currant is. Listen, to I don't drink wine either, so I know you I, do. I, get I don't drink wine. I don't know what's going on with wine. Yeah. The coffee is my wine. I, I guess if I'm going to be snobby yeah. about something and talk about notes. Yeah. No, but I tell you what, this... Jasmine? It says Jasmine, but I... I don't fuck with Jasmine. Here's my problem with Jasmine. Like, I, I have Jasmine rice, right? But that just doesn't taste anything similar. Just tastes like rice. Does it have a different... Jasmine rice has like a totally different rice? aromatic flavor to it. Does it? Yeah. 
Than like a regular long, like a regular bland white rice, you get a jasmine rice. I think we just, I think we just have regular rice. Yeah, you gotta get some of that jasmine, fam. Nah, I only mess with Uncle Ben's. No, what? Hmm? You didn't just say that, did you? No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> George just saw me get serious up in here. <laughs> I think I actually felt feel like I got serious, like you're about to fight. You put Aunt Jemima on your Uncle Ben's, right? Hey, that's the best syrup ever made. Oh. Funny, funny. Here's a great. Oh, dude. So I, I talked about Grandpa Jose. Grandpa Jose is married to, married to Granny Chris, uh, two very close friends of mine. And first time I ever met Chris. These are people in Chicago. Uh, yeah, but they, I, they, I, they grew. Joe grew up in Chicago. Chris from the West Coast. Okay. Swear, stat like ancient Mima looking statues. My first words out of my mouth when I went to her house. You really into syrup? Cause you got, you got Aunt Jemima all over, like all over the house. And it was I, that's the first thing that popped in my head. The looks I got in that room were hilarious. Hold on, now. Hilarious, Greg. I gotta bring this back around. Do it. Why are they collecting slave culture memorabilia? Is that what that was? Yes. Okay. It's like having a black lawn jockey in your front yard. Where do they have those? I, I, I no joke. I'm, you, I'm a you West see them Coast in the South kid. On occasion. Okay, I haven't seen that out here. It's just always weird to me when. Now I'm going to make an assumption here. Okay. No, I'm going to stop because this <laughs> podcast is going to go. I'll put it to you like this: I would be very uncomfortable going to somebody's house and yeah. they have black slave era figurines adorning their shelves. See, and I think that's what's... Well, I would be very... I would probably have to leave. Really? Yes. I don't know. Maybe I just associate those figures. I swear. No joke. Oh, you I'll can associate aside. it, but like... Okay, but let's... What do you associate Aunt Jemima with? Syrup. Okay. Aunt Jemima was a... Yes, Massa. Was she? I'm a, I'm a cook of the food right now, Massa. Yes, that's what Aunt Jemima... So Aunt how... Aunt Jemima, Uncle... Uncle... Uh, what's his name? Rastus. Huh? The cream of wheat guy. Oh, really? Uncle Ben. So it was Rastus the cream of wheat guy, Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima. Three black stereotypes from the post-slave Jim Crow era. Really? You are indentured servants. You will forever serve. You do the cooking. You do the cleaning. That that's wow. what That's what they are all modeled after. That's... Even if now she got a perm. Thank you, Ice Cube. <laughs> it's... So I have, have a hard Jericho. time. Actually, I have a hard time with all those products huh. simply because of that. I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to ask. What is? It's got to be some. Hmm. You know, when I was in junior college, I had this. It was a sociology class or something. It was to fulfill a sociology credit, or I can't remember. But it was called like race relations or something, right? Yeah. And it's like you know the syllabus is like you know the little the little thing was like oh you know we'll explore. Uh, race relations in the United States. Da, da, da. So I took the class and the teacher was just angry black woman. Like, I mean, angry. If you were white in that class, you gonna, you're going to struggle to get that A. Really? 100%. It's terrible. I'll take that class. I'll never forget this one lady. She was a bit of an overachiever in the class. She really she irritated me, to be honest with you. But um, we had to do reports or whatever near the end of the semester. Sure. And she did a report, you know, about slave stuff, and she brought in slave memorabilia. 
Now, this is kind of weird. I don't know how we... It's the coffee talking, I guess. Coffee talking. That's what, that's what happens. She brought in shackles. Oh. And it's... I'm just telling you, this is the craziest thing, man. When you touch them, they're... You know what I mean? Because of where your mind goes. And, that, was, and, that was on somebody's wrists or bro, ankles. When you touch... When you hold those shackles and you see the way they were built and how small they were and how crude the form and the design. You know, obviously, yeah. they weren't made for comfort, right? Nah. I mean, there's nothing comforting about, comforting about slavery. Nah. It was the weirdest feeling I've ever had touching something in my entire life, like holding oh. it. And it's just like you feel... I, I'm not spiritual. Yeah. But you feel a negative energy because of what your brain is telling you about sure. that item. That you, and, bro, they were... She had all kinds of stuff, and she had those types of like figurines really? of the racial stereotypes. I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to ask what from the, slave, uh, what's from, going on with know, those. the old slavery and post-slavery South. So that's wild. I'm not saying that they are necessarily quote active racists. That's not what I'm saying at all. No, no. I but, but I, that perception of what those mean to to different people. You know what I mean? Like, huh? You ask you ask some black folks about how they feel about black Aunt Jemima figurines sitting on somebody's shelf. They probably got log cabin. What's it? It's not. The, it's not hate. It's heritage. Oh, was that? The, that oh, <laughs> I already know. I'm just saying. That's I'm, the. That's the. The flag. That's right. Isn't that what they say when they talk? Yeah. Right. It's not hate. It's heritage. Oh, I have, I got into that. The problem with heritage, right? And this isn't just about that. The problem with heritage is heritage can be full of hate. Sure. Heritage can be full of love. It can be full of hate. It's not that you know what I mean. So yeah, it takes on different not, forms no, over the years. Not too. Like a mutual exclusivity there. Sure. So, um, this coffee though is fantastic. I don't, I don't hate the heritage of this coffee. I don't either. I think it, it's delicious. It, it, it is from Brazil. Ooh. This coffee's heritage is okay in my book. It's coffee thick. Now you say that's kind of, when you, you say it's thick. <laughs> it's coffee. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> it's kind of syrupy though. I think I'm tasting the brown sugar a little bit more as it cools down. Oh yeah. There's a bit more of a, a thick, sweet syrup uh, finish to it, which is nice. Um, yeah, I think I think this coffee would be a good performer across the board. Whether you're gonna if you're gonna put cream and sugar in it, I think you got a solid uh, coffee here, black or with the yeah the fixings. I, I, you said it earlier. We I think we've been really lucky. In all the coffees we've tasted so far. And I remember, well, the one thing you said, and not, this is no knock against Samba Latte, but you said get anything but the Honduran. Oh, just because the flavor profile, I'm sorry. I, so I have the Honduran. I, th- I think it's a Honduran. I could be totally wrong. It's not a bad. I saw it. It is. It's not a bad coffee. I am trying to dial it in right now. It's taking some, you know, manual, some manipulation yeah. in terms of, again, grind, temperature, um, uh, steeping time. I've made about five cups of it. The last two have been good. That picture you posted was that in, in the French press? That was no. That was actually right around, right down the street here in nope. my uh, cop, my uh, office. Oh, that right French here. place? Yeah, a little French place down on the corner here, La Le Petite, Le hmm. Petite Cafe. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's just I think it's I think there's a lot of nuanced flavors in that Honduran. It just needs to be dialed in, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put it in the. Um, that's why I say get something bold. In terms of flavor, because I didn't want to put it into the coffee machine and have the nuanced flavors. Shit, I'm glad I picked some because well, it just like the flavor profile is pretty strong, right? Okay. When you, when you read what the notes are on that, so that's why I wanted something just with a little more punch to it before we put pure it luck a coffee maker. 
because otherwise, you know, really with a lot of these other ones, I think that are more delicate. I don't think you get those flavors unless you are doing like a manual type of, you know, a pour over or maybe a French press or something to where you can adjust some of the things to get those those notes out. You know what I'm noticing now that I'm, I'm looking at this bag is we, we've been going to Sama Latte, I think, since they opened in Boca Park. Yes, we have. I remember buying bags at Boca Park that were just plain beige with like, like a paper bag HP ink yeah. stickers slammed on the front. Yep. Now and now we've got we've got you know what I might take a few more pictures just all the way around the bag because there there's some good art going on. I like I really like the side panels right there with yeah. like the coffee plant right. Oh yeah. That's, that's it's just beautiful. it's weird cuz I'm staring at the bag and in uh it's just it's crazy how they've Run. evolved yeah, in, what into what they are now. I think I, I think it's interesting too. I think this is what I when I when I look at the designs on bags, I really like when the identity of a place is communicated properly. Sure. So Vesta, for example, I talked about their space. It's kind of it's pretty modern. Yeah. A lot of straight lines, open. They got a garage door. Um, you know, it's kind of the cement, glass, wood type of architecture sure. on inside the building and their bags are kind of a uh what's the word i'm looking for i guess it's contemporary clean design on those bags with a lot of like straight lines and yeah it really communicates that identity of that company well you know with their logo with the bag design with the space itself and i think samba latte a lot of hand-drawn art on this bag yeah um it's warm. It's inviting. Because if you go into any of their shops, there's a lot of earth tones going on in there. Um, I think Sambalate kind of tries to communicate this close to the farm right. type of culture. Now you're right. And uh, I think they've done a good job here with uh, with putting that new that this new artwork on their bags. Yeah. No. And in and so the the artwork is a general is a general artwork just to describe the company. And then I'm I'm realizing now that the uh, that the sticker just describes what coffee's inside the bag. Yeah. So okay, I'm, I'm figuring. I thought they printed a bunch of different bags. Well, definitely. I guess it's a lot more money, right? No, especially yeah, with, no, these... with with it as as seasonal as coffees are now, and with the, you know the limited editions and how much is the lot going to put out, and how much are you going to get out of the harvest this season versus last season? I think they've got to. That's got to be their variable content area. Is yeah. the sticker itself where the? Um, I can't say it, but I tell you what, this one's this one's good. I like I like this coffee. I'm pretty sure this will disappear from my shelf. Also, um, I'll end up getting more for the house. But uh, the wife is turning into quite the uh, coffee drinker. Um, listen, you and me both. So you know, I, I told created you, a monster in my house, but it's for the I couldn't I couldn't watch her drink. Well, remember remember I think you you heard on the first episode the macadamia nut, hazelnut, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this big glass bowl. That used to buy like, I don't know, two, three bags, fill up the bowl, scoop four times into the dripper, and boom, coffee ready. Yeah. Now, that bowl's been empty for about three weeks. Can we can we uh, dump it in the in the graves? Have, we'll hold like a little funeral for it. <laughs> the flavored coffee bowl. Wash it out. Now we'll just put whole. Just bags fill it in with it. dirt and put a headstone in there. There you go. Flavored coffee. R.I.P. 2018. Bury a coffee bean in there and water it. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I love it. I love it because now I don't have to. I don't have to rebrew uh, 
coffee that I really like. Right. Now she's she's grinding and putting the it's, good stuff. I have discovered in my house it um it was an uphill battle for a couple of years actually. Yeah. To make to force the segue to force my wife to start drinking the good stuff. Yeah. And and even to this very day she's kind of put off by the process of grinding the beans, heating up the water, doing a pour over method. But I've kind of forced her into that. Oh, I, I haven't away, even I threw done away, that I threw yet. Away our, I threw away our coffee machine like four years ago. I threw it in the trash. Didn't even tell her. I was sick of it. Because it wasn't producing, even right. buying great beans, it just wasn't producing a good flavor. Hmm. So I threw it away. And she was mad at me for quite some time about that. But it's been for the best. She's turned the corner. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying force somebody to, you know, hey, I'm going to strong arm you into craft we're coffee. Still, we're still dripping over in my hood that's okay there's nothing yeah. wrong with it i mean but it, it tastes good there's definitely you know i mean you're gonna have to pay about buck 20 to 200 dollars for a decent manual machine oh, oh machine. yeah okay. like the one we have here at the office is pretty good i still feel like the flavors get lost with it i'm trying to think i i, I, I think it was a it wasn't 200 i think it was more like 130 140 something oh, really? like that yeah and it's got pieces on it that make. Do you ever? If you go on YouTube, something. there's a uh, channel that called lady. Seattle Coffee Gear. My is girl, the lady? what's her name? Pat. I don't know. Gail. It's Gail. It is Gail. I love Gail. Yeah, she she, she does. A, that's a kick-ass show, though. And if you're if you're in the market to um, you know for coffee hardware, Seattle Coffee Gear on YouTube. We'll put a link in there, of course, for easy linkage. Um, Seattle Coffee Gear. They, uh, they she covers it all. Um, from, you know, grinders to, I think they do scales even possibly, but I know they have a lot of drip machines in there. I know she does pour overs with different types of pour over funnels. Yeah. I'm going to um, have to go through there. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's an awesome show and it's given me some insight into, um, different types of hardware you can use to do that. Yeah. I want, I got to get my hands. I know we, we talked about it before, but I want to get my hands on that, that number three. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to get a, uh, I got to get us a kettle here in the office. Uh, kind of, I want to get away. Hot, I want to get away from the machine. We'll just need get, to a, get a hot plate. Get a yeah. We'll get one of the kettles that you just plug it in. Boom! It goes right to your temperature. We'll get a pour. We'll get a Chemex or something in here. You know, something yeah. that'll be easy to pour out of once we brew everything up. And uh, nope. we'll be in business, man. I like it. So I'm. I what I'm curious about is if it if it's going to change, like you were saying, the tasting notes or or different flavors by. Oh, it will. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's going to force Again, me to get it's one all, it's all, it's, so for example, like if you look at, um, uh, let's just say a generic pour over, right? Uh, and and a, a generic pour over would be something that it almost looks like it's about the size of a regular coffee mug, mm -hmm. but it's conical, right? So it's like an, it's like a cone, a fat cone, and you put your filter in that fat cone and you set it on top of your coffee cup and you put your grinds in the filter and you pour yeah. it over top and that drips into your cup. But there's a lot of different types of pour overs. Um, the most popular is probably the Hario V60. And the Hario V60 has kind of this like subtle spiral design of lines on the interior of the um, of the pour over uh, mechanism, the, the shape itself. And they say, you know, this is the best for flavor extraction because the, the little spiral cuts let air out as it brews, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know the science, but I do know that that one drips a lot slower than uh, I have a plastic one. It's a Melita 
Melita makes a lot of coffee filters for um, coffee machines and stuff like that. That one drips a lot faster. So I can notice, I can tell a noticeable difference in flavor between the two pour over devices just based on the speed at which they drain into the cup. Because obviously the longer it takes for it to drip into the cup, more the flavor. more time it's steeping in that. Yeah. Um, and then also you have to talk about temperature, right? So you might be heating your kettle up and you're pouring it into the funnel, yeah. into your pour over. But at the same time, you have to realize heat is escaping out the top of that pour over device, right? Whereas a machine keeps all the heat in, right? Right. So you're going to get an inconsistency in heat and temperature. And you have to move your wrist when you pour to agitate the grounds as you're pouring because that agitation of so the ground is going to, yeah, it's like stirring it manually almost. Huh. And then like think about a French press when you do a French press, right? You pour in. Do you do a stir? I, Some, don't, I don't know what a French press Oh, have you never owned a French press? Nope. Okay. Some people stir. Some people don't. Some people like with the press they stir. Some people say, no, I don't stir. I, I want this uh, where, where when you, when you know, when you first pour into, like when you do a pour over, you get um, the crema, right? You get this gash, this gas that starts to release it bubbles. Hmm. So you do an initial pour, you let it gas out and then you continue your pour. So with like a uh, French press, some people will pour and get that, you know, initial bubbling yeah. um, with the crema at the top. Um, I forget what they call it, irrigation or, or whatever. Other people um, say, no, I got to stir it. Same with a um, AeroPress. Some people stir, some people don't. All of that contributes somehow to the flavor that you're going to get. Mm. You know what I mean? And, of course, ultimately, though, you want to have good beans. You know what? I'm, I'm wondering. We got one of these episodes. We'll have to, we'll have to like you said, the Chemex thing. Mm-hmm. We have to go on. Uh, we'll just get a Chemex. Like I said, yeah, Chemex pitcher and a, you know, a nice plug-in kettle here. And uh, we'll have a, we'll have a nice little portable coffee lab that we can use. I like that. You I'm, know what I mean? I'm curious. Instead of having to have a stove and all that crap. You know, what'd be crazy is if we did a drip. If we did a drip, we did the same coffee, mm-hmm. same because you have a you have a we weigh the beans or you weigh the beans. Yeah. Um, on the triple beam, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> if we weigh the same amount, do the same amount of beans, try to do the same grind. Mm-hmm. And see if there's a noticeable difference in flavor. I think you're going to find it for sure. For sure. Throw the beans in the machine. Throw the beans right. in a French press. Throw the beans in an arrow press. Throw the beans in a regular pour over, hand pour over. You're going to get different flavors out of all of those. We definitely need to have a good I can tell you, like, like the arrow press, the flavor extraction that comes out of there is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's definitely my favorite way to make an iced coffee um, or a faux espresso. I guess, if you will, you get a really fine grind, you get them in there, you let them steep. And with that, with that, um, arrow press, you get to kind of keep the, the steam and the heat in the chamber of it before you press. So that steam and pressure from, you know, from the heat extracts a little bit more flavor, makes it a bit more bold. Oh, I gotta try it. We gotta so try this. It's pretty awesome. So my only gripe about the arrow press is, um, and I don't know if it's just me, maybe I'm doing something wrong. So it's like this tube, and then you, there's a plunger mechanism that goes in, and it pushes the coffee out the other side through a filter. After, after about a year of using the AeroPress, the coffee begins to go around the sides of the plunger, and sometimes it comes out Is of the top. Is there a gasket that goes out? It's, I think either the plunger shrinks or the tube itself expands at, because it's a plastic it's plastic. It's a hard Maybe the plastic. acidity eats it. But I think just after time, all the heat that's in it, I think the tube starts to expand a little bit. So when you put the plunger in, it allows yeah. the liquid to go over and around uh, so the plunger. A bunch of ground. So it'll kick out over oh. the sides. Yeah. So I've, I've had, I'm on my third AeroPress, I think, now. Really? 
Yeah, it, again, it only lasts me about a year. So again, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or, or whatever, but it does. You better recognize AeroPress. I think it's better to have as an occasional, like if you switch up, do a pour over three days a week, do an AeroPress on the weekend, use your machine, do a French press. I just, I don't know if everyday use, you're not gonna get a year use out of your AeroPress. Hmm. And then like there's different companies that sell mesh filters for it. Kind of like, you know, some coffee machines have the mesh metal. Um, I bought one on Kickstarter years ago. It's, It's hit or miss. Either the mesh filter was letting a little bit of particulate through that I wasn't too fond of, or if you're not grinding your beans properly, you're gonna get a sludge, it's gonna make it really difficult to plunge the rest of the coffee through huh. the filter, you know, as opposed to just a traditional paper filter, which works best. So I have to get with that. Anyways, that's, yeah, I'm rambling on and on and on. No, it's fine. We're gonna be working on in the future, obviously. I like it. There's a lot of good stuff. Baby steps. Baby steps. I can't wait to get merch. Got some great. We got some great. Ones. I know. It'll be here. It'll be here. I, I think. I think summertime is going to kind of be our our uh, kickoff point for some of these things. I think so. I think summertime is a, is a good timeline. So I'm glad. I'm glad we. Uh... But there's a lot of other good merch out there too. It's you know, it's not just us. I found something pretty nice today. Um, I don't know if I want to share a link or not before I need to. I need to get on buy mine first before hey. other people try to buy. You know, snatch up to. Hey, like seventy five thousand people hear this tomorrow. Oh well, sold out. Let me so, get plus or minus five thousand people on that. Estimate. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but all right, man, I'm done talking. Yeah, I'm, done I'm, I'm, I'm definitely coffee lit. It is eight thirty at night. The good news is, is, bad news is, I'll be up. The good news is, I got a lot of work to get done. Well, I'm so. not going to be up. I'm going straight home, going You're to bed. Crash. Well, you had a long. Yeah. Not a lot of flying. On Stupid some layovers. Like layovers. That's but. the best I hate about traveling. I'm bad. I'm a bad traveler these days, man. I used to be fine with it, but I think the older I've gotten and the more I know I need to get done on the daily routine, the more of a pain in the ass traveling becomes. Yeah. Stayed in two different courtyards, one in Geneva, one in Waukegan. The one in Waukegan was heaven compared to St. Charles. The pillows, the bed, slept like a rock in Waukegan. Nice. I think I got an hour and a half of sleep. In St. Charles, it was like a, it was like sleeping on stone. It was bad. I, I've said it a million yeah. times. I know I can't sleep. Vacations for me, I can't sleep on planes. Oh, I can't sleep right. in hotel rooms. I honestly, I think when I go on vacation, I average about three hours of sleep a night. It's, oh, it's no, a, it's, it's terrible for me. When I come back is when I rest. When I come yeah. back and I get in my bed is when I can finally get eight hours of solid sleep. Yeah, my three and a half hours was good this morning. So yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> that's rough, fam. <laughs> We'll get it. Well, cool. I'll, uh, hopefully we're going to read, we'll be able to redo. Oh, we will. Some, some good stuff. I've already talked, I've already talked to our guests, so, um, they're going to come, you know, he's, he's going to try to come through this weekend and we'll get it done again, man. You guys are in for a treat. It, it really is awesome. Yeah, man. It's going to be, I think it's going to be tough to recreate though. Could be. We, we were, we Could were be. flowing, man. We're going to try. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really good. I, I'm. Oh, one more thing. Check out that Flatbush Zombies if you haven't listened to it yet. Yes. Vacation in Hell, I think is the name of it. Mm, I don't know. I, I saved the one song to my playlist. I, I mean, and I, look, I don't get any Flatbush Zombies money, but that, that album is on my mind right now. Yeah, it's I'm going to have to on the way home. If you're into, uh, I don't know what to call it. I mean, this rap is hip hop. It's got kind of a. You know, I think the one guy described it. He's like, he goes, we don't want like to be categorized as like rap, punk, rock. 
He's like, I've li- he goes, I listened to all that music. He goes, yeah. and people try to like put us in this like weird niche category of like rap, hard rock, rap, punk rock. He's like, but it's just hip hop. But they're, they're kind of, they're just very energetic. Yeah. I, I can't compare them to like an Onyx, you know, but they're very more laid back version maybe they're laid back but I mean you can their voice the one guy's voice is very yeah. raspy he's like he's like an energetic jaw rule yeah. but um I man I think they're amazing it's their second um like commercial album release oh, I gotta listen to the first one um yeah 3001 A Laced Odyssey uh it's their first one that's really good but anyways yeah man that's what I've been checking out I'll be listening to it all week just like I listened to it all last week and um yeah that's it I got no other plugs Right on. Yeah, I don't either. So, shout out to Sean and and uh, Jamie. Happy wedding. Happy wedding. Happy wedding. Shout out to Coachella for <laughs> giving us pictures of you know, chicks all dressed up all for, week. Shout out to Coachella for jumping the corporate sponsorship shark about ten years ago. Ooh. Right on. Hey, I'm glad I went when I went. That's yeah. all I can say. I'm not a concert guy. This was way different even back then. It was just it, Coachella was literally like a walk in the park when it first. Oh, wow. Like it was just it was relaxed. It was yeah. just relaxed. Now it's like I, I look. I get anxiety again. I'm old, but I look at the pictures. I'm like, oh my god, the crowds and like this, like who's who and like. Ugh. Mag, they're running like, oh, celebrities that were at Coachella on day one. Yep. Celebrities at Coachella on day two. You mentioned Jump the Shark. I think Coachella jumped the shark when Yodel Walmart boy was they brought the shark out. way before that, but yes, but Walmart yodeler. You take an internet meme and bring him out and sing on they Coachella. off, what, four days prior? Yeah. I mean, they jumped Oh, they, they hey, swooped good for Good for Walmart yodeler, kid. I'm, I hope. I'm sure we'll see him again. Doesn't sound Would bad. I just Walmart yodeler out of Starbucks? If he oh, was yodeling? Um, no, he'd be fine. Okay. He'd be fine. I mean, I don't want I don't want him to sing that loud. I mean, if he just, you know. Do it for the ground. Maybe toned, yeah, toned it down a little bit. I could listen to maybe one verse. Did you listen little. to that song he was? I did. Something about like, she'll do you, she'll do me, or something like that. What? No, I'm serious. You didn't hear the lyrics? I that? did not hear the, the lyrics. I just, I, I just. I don't know what. I don't look. I don't know where the kid's from. I mean, I couldn't do the yodeling voice like that. So there's some type of talent or some type of really good training going on in his family or whatever. But I don't know what those. What's up with those lyrics? Parental guidance. I'll have to take a look. I didn't. Suggested. I could just hear the melody in my head. That's what I heard. So word. Later. All right. See you next week. We would like to thank everyone for pressing that subscribe button on Coffee Talkie. We appreciate all the support, downloads, and comments. Give us a follow or comment on social media when you get a chance. At Coffee Talkie on Twitter and Instagram and The Coffee Talkie on Facebook. If you're like most and haven't figured out how to listen to podcasts, you can listen to every episode at coffeetalkie.com. Thanks.